Life happens day to day, and God knows I've been changing with it. We have to, right? We hear a lot about celebrities and the stories of what they've overcome. I wanted to do a show that highlights some of the not-so-well-known overcomers and what can happen if we just keep going. From humble beginnings to successful leader, trainer, businesswoman, today we'll hear from a woman who will give us a glimpse at the making of an entrepreneurial boss. This is Elaine Reedus. So Elaine, I am so glad to have you on with us today. It is such a pleasure to have you on. Just keep going. (laughs) Thank you, Toya. Thank you for having me. And I'm super excited about being here. (laughs) You are. So welcome. So it is um, it is a pleasure having you on because I have watched your life over the years. And I know absolutely without a doubt that you are a person that has just kept going. I've seen different things happen. I wasn't there for everything, um, but I've seen different things happen. And I know that you just keep going like you revamp, you you reinvent, <laughs> reinvent, yes. you know. You keep going. And so you're perfect for this show to inspire and encourage people to do the same thing. So I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to get right in. And I want you to just share, you know, whatever it is that you can share with the people to help them to be inspired to keep going as well. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So let's start with this, um, with the idea of what your childhood was like what you know what type of home you grew up in and um what was your family life like okay so my childhood so i actually grew up um, my first five in a foster home my mom was a young mother she was in a foster home and um, i went into a foster home my brother and i when i was eight months old and my brother was about one and a half and um we stayed there until I was in the first grade. And at that point, my mom was, um, she was out of the foster home on her own, had her own place, and she got us back. So um, growing up with my mom um, was a great, um, foster home was a great experience. I kept in touch with my foster mother. Um, growing up with my mom was a great experience. Um, she went to work every day. She made sure we knew um, our family values. And she actually got her diploma when she was 20. So I think when she was 23 years old, she Mm -hmm. got her high school diploma. And I think that was, um, I think now that I'm thinking about it, Toya, that was my first um, experience of someone who was just keep, who kept going. She taught us the basics on how to um, keep a house, how to keep our house clean, how to um, cook, how to go to work every day because we, she didn't tell us to go to work every day, but we saw her go to work every single day. We saw her come to our school events. We saw her, she just attended everything. She was our biggest cheerleader. Mm. And I'm getting a little emotional because (laughs) she, well, she passed away 20 years ago. Okay. But she she was our biggest, biggest cheerleader and she was always there. That's pretty yeah. it's pretty cool to know that she was a young mom, um, but she was making sure that she was present while she was taking care of all of the needs as well. Right. Um and so from that, 
you 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 took that from her and and saw how much she worked i know that you also had jobs um early on what was your first job oh so my first job was a babysitter and you know what i thought i was a big baller <laughs> i was making 35 dollars a week <laughs> and i, I, I how old were you how old were you i was 13. i was 13 when i got my first um babysitting job and i um was a babysitter for um actually uh, a five-year-old and a baby who wasn't even one years old yet okay. and their mom drove muni so i would go over there and that was my summer job okay <laughs> and you thought you were a baller why oh why i was i had 35 dollars a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's nothing like being able to you know go and buy your own school clothes <laughs> it's funny you say we get to choose our own clothes because i bought all of my school clothes and this is so funny to me right now because i went um to a store and i bought all slacks and one pair of jeans i had every color slacks and nice tops to go with it and now mind you i'm in junior high school right and i um brought home one pair of jeans so when i came home with my school clothes my mom was like why do you have all slacks where's your <laughs> jeans we wore jeans in our family we didn't right. have we didn't wear dress up clothes you know uh -huh. but that's how i wanted to look at school <laughs> right so there was this part it sounds like there was this part of you that was like you know what um, I'm buying this. I'm an upgrade. Okay. Cause I'm, yes. I, there's a certain way that I want to look and you gave yourself the advantage. That's what it sounds like. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That, that's and really what it sounds like to me. Like you said, a standard. Yes, I did. <laughs> and were you making a statement? What statement were you making at 13? Well, um, you know what when i did buy those clothes and i bought those because i had a friend she was an older um friend a couple years older than me and she used to wear slacks and i liked the way she looked okay <laughs> so, and i wanted to i wanted to uh her name is phyllis smith and you might know her but okay. um i like the way she looked so i wanted to go to school looking neat and professional and right. look like she looked. okay elaine tell me a little bit about the kind of young person you were maybe from middle school to high school? I thought I was quiet, but now that I think about it, I don't think I was very quiet, but I tried out for the basketball team and I got cut. So at that point I started to try out um, for cheerleader and that was my okay. whole career, junior <laughs> high and high school. <laughs> okay. So it's funny that you say that because um, I think about the fact that you said early on that your mom was your biggest cheerleader and how many kids were were in your family it was you and three, three. i have my older brother who was um passed on and my younger sister okay. yes she's three years younger than me so it's interesting that you said your mom was your biggest cheerleader and then you ended up being everyone else's cheerleader. Let me ask you about what you did after you got out of high school. How did you transition from high school and what made you do what it, it was that you did? Well, I got out of high school. Actually, I graduated from high school early. Okay. And I started working. And you know, now that I think back, 
I had to seek out college and because the counselors were not at that time reaching out to us and to tell us about college. So I went to ask, I asked about college. Well, how do I get into college? So I filled out my application and um, I got into San Jose state. Okay. So um, in between me um, graduating, I got out early. So I went back to school to graduate in June. I worked um, at Pier 39. I wanted to earn my own money. I saved my money. And then I started, um, I lived in the dorms at San Jose State, went there for three years. And then my high school sweetheart came. Okay. And then <laughs> that's when I had my first child. Okay. So I didn't end up, um, I didn't graduate. So I was what I would call a career student. So I went to um, Foothill College and I got a um, diploma from there. And I went to um, a business college and I got a business diploma. And from there, I started working in my field, which was accounting. So I had a job at Stanford University, NASA Ames Research Center. And that is when I found out that this is not for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so from there my mom was a school bus driver and at the time they were making really good money back then that was in 1989 15 dollars an hour so i said you know what mom can i come work with you you know because right. i wanted to make money right and i drove a school bus for five years so you switch you start driving a bus and after you do the bus do you stay with that for amount of years what do you do so in between while I was waiting, so I got my bus license while I was waiting for them to call me to work, I started driving a UPS truck. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I started and, I, and grooving. I was moving and grooving and, um, <laughs> you know, God has just, um, sprayed, sprinkled favor all over my, all over my whole entire life because, um, People that started at UPS, they started out as working in the warehouse or driver helpers. I started out as a driver. Wow. So, um, but that wasn't for me either because I was a seasonal person making half of, they were making $18. I was making $9 and they would pack my truck. They gave me the longest truck. They call them cars <laughs> and they gave me the longest one. And I do the best at everything I could do. So I used to, um, make it out of an exercise. I would go deliver the package, run back to the truck, go to the next one. And I would see how fast I can get everything done, come back to the warehouse. And I would wonder why other UPS trucks were not, they were parked outside the warehouse and didn't come in yet. Because I found out when you come in early, they think you don't have enough work to do. Okay. So that was not for me. <laughs> so you had the zeal, you had the, 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 the go get it, but then you realized that was going against you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so from there, I started driving a school bus and for five years. And then my friend said, hey, let's go apply to be a deputy sheriff. I said, okay, let's go. Nice. And we applied and I got the job. How do you make the jump from bus driver to sh deputy sheriff? Like, is well, that a mentality I, I, shift or do you think it was always, you know, you always had that type of, you know, you know, cause you got a big certain kind of person for deputy sheriff, you know, mm -hmm. um, police officer, um, correctional, uh, person. And so did, was that always there? Was it a significant jump, you know, from being a, a bus driver to now I'm a deputy sheriff? I think now that I look back, I think it was always there because 
I have been called bossy my entire <laughs> life. Up until now, we've kind of talked about a lot of different things. Um, and we've heard you talk about, you know, continuing to keep going and just persevering and how you had, you know, an up spirit. And that was just kind of something that you did. Um, mm -hmm. But what about the low times? What would you consider to be, you know, one of the lowest, if not the lowest times in your life? I remember when I took off work one year, this was about 2008. And it was um, because I was just tired. You know, so I took off and I was trying to find a way. How can I take off for stress? Um, so I did that for um, three months. And in order for me to actually take off um, for stress, I had to attend these classes, you know, so I had to go to these groups at um, uh, for stress. So when they started showing the, um, the signs of depression and, um, you know, I attended these groups that's when i realized you know what you have these symptoms so even though i was super depressed being a single parent you know having to run a household you just keep on going you know so that was when i really realized and when i i met with the 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 um a team of doctors because they said you are not following the program because you know the first thing they try to do is give you medication right, right. and i wouldn't take the medication <laughs> so um i had to meet with the panel they said okay you are not um following the program because so if you're not taking the medication we're gonna have to send you back to work so when i met with the panel and told them everything i went through my mom passing away um uh, my dad is in the mental care system and how my mom passed away all three at the same time they said together you really are depressed in sync wow you know so and they tried to get me to um switch jobs they actually gave me approval they said you can switch jobs because maybe this job is not right for you but i didn't i didn't switch okay. jobs i just you know, we just got, we just get over it right? and we just go about our life, you know, right. and right. that's what I did. Hi, I'm Elaine Reedus, a national wealth coach and wealth building mentor who paid off $37,000 of debt in 18 months. I teach financial concepts that the wealthy use to establish wealth and leave a legacy. Contact me to create a financial plan to secure your prosperity and generational wealth or to learn how I can help and mentor you to earn an additional income in the finance industry. How did you find the oomph to persevere? You know what? I think that, I think it was just always in me and growing up, just seeing, um, I remember when my mom was in the hospital and, um, now I know that she wasn't getting paid at that time because she wasn't going to work. But we just, um, we ran out of food. We actually just went to, we had a community garden. So we went to go pick greens and we had cornmeal. So we had greens and hot water cornbread. <laughs> and um, when we ran out of greens, we started to pick the Swiss chard. And that's when I 
that's when I started to like Swiss chard. I didn't know what Swiss chard was until we started to pick it from the garden. And just seeing that, seeing that my mom, she, she never gave up. So I never, that, I think that's what really caused me to just keep going because I never saw my mom quit. So I just, you know, subconsciously thought that was just the way. After you got the job at the deputy sheriff, um, did you have times where, and then you were the deputy, you were deputy sheriff at the time in 2008, the pressure yes. was your, that you were experiencing, right. And the depression, how did you get through the depression? Well, at that time, I think that, um, I prayed some, I just um, move myself through and I was nobody knew I was depressed because at that time I was still I was an entrepreneur I had now been an entrepreneur well I've been an entrepreneur all my life but I was um, actually working um, another business okay. and even though um, I excelled and oddly enough that was the year that I was actually number one in the in the company okay. you know i listened to a lot of um, personal development okay and um so maybe i got the rest that i needed right and then i was rejuvenated yeah i think a lot of times people don't really understand or realize how much rest they need you know because mm -hmm. you, when especially if you're a person that's a go-getter if you're the kind of person that just keeps going and going and going if you're the kind of person that, you know, is always maintaining and taking care of things that need to be taken care of, you can find mm -hmm. yourself being tired and not even knowing that you're tired because you press right. the person that presses through the stress. So after that, um, how did you, what, what, what came into your life after that? Did you stay at the, um, at the deputy sheriff's office? Were there other things you were trying to do? How long did you stay with the art uh, business? So with the art business, I stayed with, yes, with the art business, I stayed with them until they were um, out of business, which okay. was about 2011. Okay. And from there, um, I was looking for something because I was with them for 10 years. Okay. And um, so I was looking for something. So I tried some other things. So um, at some point, actually in 2000, actually I was with the, yeah, at 2011, I got connected with the, um, a financial organization where I was a client and two years later I ended up working with that organization part-time into 2013 okay. um, I started with them part-time and um, it's a educational we we educate people on their finances okay. and um, we help them we connect them with some of the largest um, uh, companies in America and so I did that part-time and at that time I was in deep debt Okay. <laughs> so with that part time, it helped me pay off over thirty eight thousand dollars in debt. Oh wow! And changed my mindset about um, spending money. So I started saving money, and then when I saw because in the beginning, um, when I started the sheriff's department, that was my first pension job. So I said, you know what? I'm going to work here twenty years. I'll be eligible for my pension, and then I'm going <laughs> to retire. But when I sat down with that company. That's when I found out when they had me look, well, how does your pension really work? Right. Okay. So I found out, okay, I can retire after 20 years, but, um, 
I'm not Elaine. You're not going to have enough money to pay your bills. Okay. <laughs> if you okay. Do that, right? okay. So I got connected with them, paid off the debt. And when I saw the potential of what um, the finance industry offered me as far as financially, I ended up making a, whole, a career change. Interesting. What did, what, yes. How long were you in uh, that business before you made the career change? Before Three and a half years I was there. Wow. And when I started, I just started to, because I've always had a second, non-traditional second income. Right. So um, when I started, all I saw is, oh, I can pay off my debt with this money and I can save money and still live my same lifestyle because I still hadn't changed my mindset yet. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, uh, I, three and a half years in, and I've been with the company now for eight years. Wow. In April, eight years. Wow. And so did you have some people that were strategic in helping you to make that change? Um, and to have success in what you were doing and what did they see in you? How did you, how did you become successful? Cause I know that you're successful in what you're doing right now. How did, how did you make that happen and who helped you to do that? Well, of course, anything that we do, there's always, um, most likely there's always someone behind the scenes who's helping, who's mentoring, who's showing you the ropes mm -hmm. because no way I could have, um, replaced and at the sheriff's department you know we make six figures there mm -hmm. easy right um no way i could have replaced that income without mentorship so i did when they saw that i was um really interested you know they just took me uh, under their wing and my mentors they have 20 25 30 years in the industry and they showed me the ropes okay. and that's how i um really became successful and you've replaced your six figure income. Um, yes, I've exceeded. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, it's good to hear these things because people um, sometimes, you know, looking at our lives, we, we look at people who are like celebrities and people who are billionaires, uh, but sometimes we don't look at people that are next door to us or the people who mm -hmm. we can touch, you know, to know how they actually moved through life. You know, it, it's inspiring to see a celebrity, but you're never going to touch them. You're never going to be around them. It's, it's inspiring mm -hmm. to look at billionaires and to hear them, you know, say, oh, you can do it too. But to see somebody that you know you you really can be two steps from who has you know gone through some of the same things that you've gone through to see that um can really be inspiring and help you you know to keep going so your life is really um inspiring to me thank because, you yeah it really is because um i can see you go step by step by step and it really is a journey of just moving forward you know? all right elaine so tell me this how mm -hmm. do you want to leave the world? Like, what kind of legacy are you trying to leave? What is it that you want to be deposited in the earth? When you pass away, what is it that you want people to see or say or have experienced? Well, I definitely want people to know that um, I made a difference in their life. It, even if I could inspire one person, um, I, I help people a lot. So I would love to be known as that person who helped someone when they were in need. Hmm. Um, 
leaving a legacy for my daughters is important so I'm I'm definitely setting them up for so they won't have to go through what I went through not only setting them up but educating them on how to um, when this wealth is transferred you know properties and whatever else I have for them is transferred how to hang on to it and keep it but um, legacy I would like to know that I inspired someone hmm. well that is done. You can check that off <laughs> because you inspired me. <laughs> if if only one person, you know, if you're concerned about one person being inspired, well, you've already done that. Um, so you 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 got that. You can go on and you know when you go, you can be satisfied because that's Thank already you. happened. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to say if you were to say something to? um people about continuing and persevering and and you know this mindset to just keep going what would you say to them and maybe even what would you say if you had an opportunity to talk to elaine when elaine was going through her hardest times what would you have said to her or to them first i would have told elaine to pray mm -hmm. and my faith has been tested so much. Mm. That's a whole nother show in itself. Pray and have faith, belief. And when I tell you, you have what you say, that is true. And not only do you have what you say, but you have to believe it. Okay. So you have to believe what you say. And, and that just comes with, um, uh, Believing more with having more faith and 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 seeing it happen because it, it's just amazing and and God is amazing. Um, I would say that um, nobody is perfect because there was a time that I thought everything had to be perfect. So you will make mistakes, okay? And um, it's okay to make mistakes. Sometimes you make the same mistake twice, but you have to learn from your mistakes. Okay. And hopefully you can learn. And I call it failing forward. It's okay. Because so many people think that um, life is just, just straight up and down. But if you think about it, it's like the stock market It's up and down and it's not, um, it's when you can get back up and keep going and focus on uh, whatever your goals are, no matter how big or how small they are. You just remember why you're um, doing what you're doing. And then you just go forward. Um, also, um, I would say um, anything that you want to do in life, um, because I didn't always believe that I could. I didn't believe that I can purchase a house until my hairstylist told me. Um, she was like, well, they, they're having a, um, there's a first time buyer program. So I went and I actually qualified. And so you have to believe that you can, because I dreamt so much. I dreamt about so many things as a young person and never acted on my dreams. So I would say, act on your dreams, because if I would have acted on my dreams, I would have been a millionaire sooner than later. Okay. I'm working on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's powerful. That, that, that comment right there, act on your dreams, those four words. Yes are powerful because you know you and i both know that one of the sayings is that you know one of the richest places on earth is the cemetery is the graveyard mm -hmm. because so many people take 
the gifts that they have, the talents that they have, the ideas that they have. Um, it sounds morbid, but it's the reality that yes. they take those things to the grave because they don't act on their belief. They don't act on right. the, they don't act yeah. on the things that they see or know. And, and so that's that is powerfully rich uh, for you to say that to people um, because that's how we see what it is that we want in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really it's really powerful. Act. Now, how did you say it again? Act on your belief. Is that what you said? You have to believe and then act on your dreams. Act on your dreams. That's what it was. Because we think about so much. When I was young, I, I was looking at um, opportunities that generated money where as a child, I saw money being exchanged. And that was at the laundromat. People, I saw people putting money in these machines. And that was uh, um, at the parking lot. I saw people going in and out, passing money. So I told my brother and sister, we need to open one of those. But I always just had the dream, but never acted on it. Right. It's pretty so, interesting that how old were you about that time? I might have been in junior high school when I was yeah. wearing those slacks to school. <laughs> Yes, this was this was the this was the thirteen-year-old slacks-wearing entrepreneur. Oh, yes, yes, this was the thirteen-year-old slacks-wearing entrepreneur who already had a mindset to be looking at this money and change going into the larger man. Right, <laughs> and I need to get some of them coins. Right, <laughs> right, but. Um, but but that's really cool and interesting to me because what it shows me is that uh, what a lot of people don't recognize in terms of moving forward is that a lot of who they are going to be when they are older is it's in you. It's mm -hmm. in you when you're younger. Yes. Those same things are there. Like the entre yes. entrepreneur, the bossy, the, the the mindset, the wanting to look a certain way, the 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 go get it drive. All of that was in you in the very beginning. All right. Well, let me say thank you for being on with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm just happy that you have shared what you have. And I know that there will be many things from this that people will be inspired. So just as you have inspired me, I know that you will inspire others. And you can again, check off <laughs> the fact that <laughs> thank you, you inspired someone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Toya. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching this episode of Just Keep Going. If you'd like, you can find more of this interview at ToyaHawkins.com.